have I have a very big uh, show today. Uh, great guest, Kevin J. Johnson. We're going to be talking about three big things. Number one, I have the footage of the uh, Buffalo shooter recording the massacre in the top store, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, I also received a $5,000 ticket from Health Canada uh, saying that when crossing the border, I didn't follow coronavirus protocols. But here's the thing. There is a huge catch to this, and we're going to get into it. And Kevin J. Johnston, the uh, former mayoral candidate of Mississauga and Calgary, came in second place in Mississauga 2018. Um, he's got a huge announcement to make, and we are going to get into that. And Kevin J. Johnston, Kevin, it is great to see you again. You've got Michael, some- thanks for having me, man. It's always a pleasure, a privilege, and an honor to be with the second best-looking black man on the planet. Who's and the since, first? well, Michael, since there are a whole lot bla- more black men in the world than there are white men, that is a compliment. Oh, wait, who's the first? Who's the first good looking? Me. <laughs> oh, why? Because you've been to jail so many times, or exactly? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man, Kevin, it's always good to have a laugh, but I don't know if we're going to be laughing a lot um, in this video. In this, we're not uh, going show. to be, Michael. No, we got to keep it light because look, the world's uh, the world's upside down right now. Everything that all of you out there are experiencing, in reference to being frustrated, angry, broke stretched to your limits um hmm. what else aggravated you're you're at the throats of probably friends and family your relationships are suffering right now all of it's by design and what we yep. have now michael are people are snapping left right and center and the lower the intelligence quotient is of of somebody the less prone that they are to being able to handle the stresses that our governments are throwing at us right now which Absolutely. again is deliberate and there's a reason why um you need to have a um an intelligence quotient of let's say i think it's 84 or higher to be in any military in north america and that is because anybody with less iq than that simply they crack they snap they Mm -hmm. they uh they go straight to violence to solve any would-be problems that they have out there we're seeing it now yeah i mean uh we're gonna be uh talking Yeah, we're going to be talking about this whole thing that's happened in Buffalo. Let me just say, I was by that area. Whole place is closed down. The top store, it's like the White House. You can't get anywhere near it. Um, uh, Biden was here today. I didn't go and check him out. I thought I thought about it, but nah. But, um, you know, Kevin, we've got the video. And before we get into this, let's show people this video. And I just want to warn everybody. I, You know, it's graphic. We, we talked about showing the video before we... We came on here. Um, I understand exactly what you're saying. I, I do believe it's important for people to see this. No, it's it's awful. Now, it's awful. I, I, I'm going to, I want to explain something a little bit here before yeah, I put this video on. Um, I've been to three different war zones in my adult life. And um, the most recent, I didn't see anybody being killed. I did, but I did see the end result of the killings where bodies were left in the sun for a couple of weeks in, in the jungle before I got there. It's, it's horrible to see um, children, especially hmm. uh, in, in a state of decay and in a state of being sun dried. It's horrible. When, uh, when I was in Colombia, this is uh, 22 years ago. Um, I, it's tough to get through, man. Cause like the memories come back. I, uh, I watched one gang go, go to battle with another gang and the weapons of choice in Colombia weren't firearms because they're tougher to get, but the weapons of choice are, are things like sticks, um, bats, lead pipes and knives. Knives are very, very popular. And I did watch a guy get cut from, from here right across, I'd say down to, uh, to, to where his, um, collarbone would be. And the blood just went like that, just as a fountain. And to watch this individual grab himself, and, and as he's holding himself, there's blood shooting between his fingers. You can see the desperation in this man's eyes. Like he just he wants every last second of life 
to, to live, even though he's in pain and suffering and he knows mm-hmm. he's dying, he still wants that last little bit of life. And it was incredible to see the mockery of him dying that was emitted by the other gang. Uh, and then after that was said and done, women were screaming, people were screaming, kids were screaming in the streets. You know, we were recessed back from it a bit, but close enough to see what had happened. Uh, I, it disturbed the living crap out of me is what it did. It, it bothered me immensely to see someone struggle to gasp for that last little bit of life. Sorry. Yeah, I saw that when I watched the Ashley Babbitt killing when they killed that uh, innocent, uh, uh, well, I mean, maybe not innocent, but like unarmed, very unarmed lady in the Capitol January 6th. You saw that video. It's like the life leaving her eyes. But, um, you know, it, it, you know, just want to let you know we're going to show this. And if you don't want to see it, uh, just skip forward and um, you you won't have to, but it is it is rough. But I think it's very important to see it because this is what evil looks like, and uh, we need to show people, mature adults, what evil, what this kind of evil, uh, terrorism. Uh, yeah, I know many people say that you know this is you know people are cracking, but for people to kill innocent people, it's one thing to kill, but to kill innocent people. Um, this is what it looks like. So, uh, Kevin. Okay. Uh, this is your last chance, everyone, to leave before we put this video up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it up now. Um, this, you can see the bottom left corner. Five minutes, thirty-two seconds of him sitting in a car, kind of mumbling to himself. Uh, he doesn't seem to have any particular issue with what he's about to do here because he no. makes a bit of a, a joke before he jumps out of the car. Uh, and as for people out there who are saying that this is fake, there's not a chance this is fake. I went through it frame by frame after you sent me the video, Mike. And are you sure this is your last chance? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, everybody. Yeah. Everyone, if you don't want to see people being killed, fast forward at least three minutes. Yeah. There we go. Okay. We have the sound. I don't know if I put the sound in. You know what? That's on me. Okay. I didn't actually share the sound. Sorry. Okay. So, so you know what? I, I just, I, I just, you know, I really don't even want to do this, but I, I will do it. I mean, we, I mean, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's no, just because we, we did. We, I said I would. Yeah. I just have to click on the actual, uh, on the audio. Okay, guys. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk about, you know, I know people are going to talk about mental illness. This guy is not mentally ill. And I'm going to tell you why. This guy planned this. He wrote a manifesto. He scouted out the area in the top store, um, best places to hide all this stuff. Mentally ill people, they just snap all of a sudden. Oh, I'm going to go kill people. Um, do we have, so is the sound not working? Or? I don't know. I got the sound crank in the bottom right corner here, Mike. I'm sorry that uh, it's not working the way that we it's, thought that it's it It's okay. People can see it, though. I mean, yeah. Why is the audio not on? You can try this one more time here. Okay. I mean, it is. So, you know, this software stream yard is frustrating because it, you, know, you would assume if someone's going to share a screen, they want to share the audio by default, but you actually have to click on little buttons here and there to turn the audio on. Yeah. I've been looking for better broadcasting software than this. And for those who are curious, is StreamYard worth it? Well, if you don't feel like doing anything complex, sure. Yeah. Let's try this again. All right. And if not, we can just show it without the audio. I'm going to have to show it without audio if that's going to be the case. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would appear that to share the audio, there's actually no more link to do so. Isn't that unusual? I would have to, oh my Lord. Share the contents of my screen. Okay, good. And share. All right, well, we're back at it here. This is him. Okay. Pulling into the parking lot. Yeah, so he's pulling into the Tops parking lot. Um, I've been to that Tops many times, actually. I was the last time I was at that particular tops because everybody know people who know me. Buffalo is my second home. Um, I was there maybe a month ago to because uh, I was in the area and I just went to go pick up some milk at that because that was the area that I happened to be in. So 
All right. So you can see a little bit of his reflection there in the mirror. Yeah. He's going to drive to the he drives front, the front the door. And just before he opens up the door, he says, well, we got to get started, don't we? And Yeah, uh, and he says, this is the end, too. Yeah. All right. Nobody would ever expect this is going to happen. Nobody. Yeah. This is discretion advised. Mind their own business. There we go. Yeah. That's not fake. Someone doesn't drop like that on asphalt. Even a stuntman no. doesn't fall like that. Look, I used to be a stuntman in in um, in a couple of TV shows way back in like the early 90s. And there he is shooting. You don't fall with your your forehead hitting asphalt no matter what. And now, it's, it's jumpy like this because he was live on, on a live on, um, game broadcaster. Yes, what you call Twitch he was on. So yeah. it's a little bit grainy. It's a little bit... Um, there he is. Yeah, you don't actually see him shooting. Yeah. This guy and there's the blood there. And he says, that guy says, no, please. And he doesn't shoot him He because he's white. He was he was wanting to kill black people. But um, a few white people did get killed. But um, so that's pretty much this, the shooting, guys. Um, uh, I wish, Kevin, that there was, that New York State wasn't a state that was so pussy. And I would actually say even, sorry for the language, but even murderous were innocent people of sound mind and clean criminal record were able to have a gun a nice enough gun to shoot this sob in his eyes as he's killing innocent people but instead he's killing people like he kills a deer there was one guy with a, a security guy with a little pistol of course that's not going to do anything with a guy who has armor and all kind of stuff the fool yeah. didn't even want to get feel bullets was too coward to even kill himself, which I wish he did. Go ahead, Kevin. I am. Um, I'm going to state it this way: as it stands right now, we are in a state of war. This is World War Three, everybody. Whether you think so or not, this is what you would call a socio-economic war. Now, Mike, as intelligent as I am, I didn't see this coming either. I always figured that World War Three was not going to be a nuclear war because it's stupid. But I also, I, I was figuring that it might be uh, a territorial war. Uh, we've seen a number of wars around the world. They call them proxy wars, for example, where two countries will fight each other, but they'll do it inside of another country that supposedly has nothing to do with either one. The Soviets were fighting the Americans, for example, by proxy in, uh, in Afghanistan. That's how that worked. The Saudi Arabians are fighting the, uh, the Iraqis right now by proxy in Yemen. This is where countries go to war with each other by funding other groups just to, to see uh, for them to be able, it's like a pissing contest, honestly speaking. It's to say, Hey, listen, we're going to arm and train the Yemenis on the West side. You can do the same thing on the East side and we'll see whose training and weapons are better. That's what a proxy war is. Well, we're not in a proxy war right now. We have institutions like the world health organization, the United nations and the Canadian government. And by also, by, by extent, we have the Biden administration completely and totally at war with we the people. Mm -hmm. And they're not and, only at... Sorry, sorry. Go. No, I'm just going to... I'll finish my thought on that. They're fighting us by telling us there's a pandemic, which there isn't, by telling us that there are more than two sexes. They call them genders, but there aren't. By now fueling the fire of getting flat earthers to go to war with intelligent people. So we have... Families divided on wearing masks, not wearing masks. Families divided on vaccines, no vaccines. Flat earth, no flat earth. Uh, Biden versus Trump. Trudeau versus God knows who. There's nobody. We, we have, the government has got it so that our education system is fighting our kids. Our kids are now fighting us. And we are fighting our parents' generation if our parents are still alive. Everyone's fighting everyone. And the government's going... <laughs> and the yeah, Exactly. The globalists, the left-wing New World Order globalists, Kevin, This they are dividing us. They use these... I mean, let me, let me sh show you some of the things. I mean, the blood wasn't even dry in the damn store before you had these news people talking about how, oh, Fox News watchers, Tucker Carlson, all this stuff. It's like... They, I almost think that these leftists were happy that this happened so that they could divide us further so that we're distracted from what they're really doing to our world. And I think it's sick. I think it should be a criminal offense, a criminal you know, offense. You want to talk about how bad this war is against us? 
In British Columbia, there was a homework assignment handed out to kids who were five and six years yeah. old about which room of the house to touch yourself in. And, the, and they wanted to know what room it was, and they, they wanted the kids to draw the room. Yeah, I heard about that. That is a war uh, against our children and a war on the family. Now, for any parent out there, and listen up, and listen real good, stupid, okay? Because now you're all getting on my nerves. If your children are in any publicly funded school in Canada or the United States, get them the hell out of there. Yep. Amen. Now. Amen. Christian now. school and not Catholic school, Christian school. Not anything. Not I have nothing against Catholics, Kevin, but the Catholic schools in Ontario, at least, they have been um, taken over. Pretty, they get their funding from the government. Okay. They're yeah, I went to Catholic high school, grade school and high school. Yeah, and I can tell you the Catholic school boards all over Canada are equally as bad as the public school boards. Yeah, don't think because there's a little cross symbol on their building that they stand for virtue or otherwise. No, look, I was, I was in a battle with the Toronto District Catholic School Board a little while ago because they had a couple of teachers that were molesting kids, and you know who uh, was made to look like the bad guy? Me, mm -hmm. right? Me. I was the one that the media came down on. Not the, the school board didn't come down on their teachers. I had overwhelming evidence. School board didn't care. They want to protect their own funding. The Catholic school board can rot in hell anywhere oh, yeah. in the country at all. Absolutely. And I know yeah. that the, the charter, sorry, the, the charter in the constitution of just about every province going states that a Catholic funded school board has the right to exist and take government money for it. But they're they're equally as bad, if not worse, in the public schools because they're hiding under the umbrella of, oh, we are more pious, we are better because we have Christ's symbol on our buildings. No, you're Men, not. all of them would probably go to hell too. They probably go to hell quicker than quicker than some of these terrorists. I'm telling you, these guys behind the scenes are probably worse. I want to mention one other thing about this, and then I'm going to get to another subject, uh, Kevin. A, a, a lot of people in the media have been talking about something called the Great Replacement. Now, I just want to share my thoughts, and then I want you to share your thoughts. Of course. Uh, people who talk about, they're saying that, you know, this killer was believed that, you know, people wanted to replace whites with blacks. Can I tell, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something, Kevin, as a black man? I, I believe that there are people within the power structure that do, that would like to see um, non-whites overtake whites. And I'm not saying that, they, and I don't think they want to do that because they like blacks, but it's because they want to use them for their own specific narrative. And I also think that there is a certain amount of black replacement when it comes to gentrification in some of these areas. Now that's not an excuse to kill people. No, but um, not. I want you to but talk I understand about why this. stupid people do, because it's very easy for these mantras to get out of control and be completely misunderstood. Now, let's cover the black issue, shall we? Um, I lived in Harlem, as you know, for six months before Giuliani cleaned up the city and it was a rough place. And I can tell you this. All the violence committed against blacks was committed by blacks when I was there. I watched this every single day. Fist fights, insults, throwing liquid at each other, throwing objects at each other, stabbing each other. It was, it's wacky. Black folks don't have associations where they get together, congregate peacefully for the sake of bolstering black business, black culture, and so on. And let's also face facts. Black is not a culture. You can be black and be from Harlem, but you can also be black and be from Mexico. You can be black and be from Ireland. That exactly. would be you can be black and be from China. <laughs> anyway, that would be your culture if you were raised in it and you were in, ingrained in it and it's part of your psyche and who you are. Same thing with white people. You can be white and be from uh, uh, Nigeria. <laughs> I mean. Right. But I do have to say this, uh, and this is something. And can I just I, say, yeah, this, go ahead. Sorry. I've done Sorry. I just, on this, Mike. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you also, I've, I've worked with a lot of, uh, of, uh, of black scholars on this. You know that my first wife was black for the love of Jesus. I mean, let's cover all of this right now. Is that black folks hate each other. There's just this ingrained thing in, in the black psyche. That is, if a black man has a penny more than you, you're going to go to war with them. Don't know why. Well, I do know why, but it would take a whole show to cover this thing. And there's also this, this innate capacity that black folks have 
to want to belong to something, even if they're not wanted. And I find that unusual. Which example, that I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with church, you. Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Mormons hate you. They do. Oh, look at all these black leftists. Look at all these black people having Ukrainian flags. You know what happens if you're black in Ukraine? Get your ass kicked. <laughs> I'd rather be in. I mean, I'd rather be. I'd rather be in Alabama, 1950s at two o'clock in the morning with Ku Klux Klan rallies happening all over the place than be in Ukraine. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I definitely have a story to tell. But Kevin, you know, they're using this whole race thing. You know, they like to talk about race. I mean. And the reason I say I think these people were happy that this happened is because they the, the globalists love to use race to divide us and distract us from what's really going on. So now what's going to happen, they're going to advocate uh, taking away free speech because, oh, this guy must have gotten his radicalization from the Internet. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I am against anybody who kills people indiscriminately. I think that if you have something against someone because of the color of their skin or their gender or whatever, you are subhuman to me, okay? And most people think that. Now, getting rid of my freedom of speech or your freedom of speech or others, uh, what's that going to do? You think the left is perfect, Kevin? You think they're perfect? I mean, I all think these the left is everything that's wrong with humanity because what they want to do is they want to state everything that is non-factual, but they want the law to back them in those non-factual statements. Then they want us punished for it. Now, we've covered this before that I have spent seven months of my life in maximum security prisons in Canada because I have just slightly right of center views. And I tap, I happen to have the correct political opinions out there, but not the right ones according to the left. And unfortunately, all of Canadian justice is run by the left. Probation officers, judges, crown attorneys, all run by the left. About 50% of the police are far left in Canada. So you're never going to get a fair shake because the left is, they run everything. And I'm extremely disappointed in the conservative side of the argument and people in general, because you all sat back, you know, you went to work. Good for you. You paid your taxes. Good for you. You went home, watched TV with your family. Good for you. But when the left decided to come out and tell you that you were wrong for doing so, you didn't fight. You should have been fighting 20 years ago when this garbage started in Canada, but you didn't. And now your rights are gone. The left wing runs it all. Now, here's one thing I will say about the left wing. And this is maybe something that the left wing should also pay attention to. The left wing can't debate. The left wing can't fight. The left wing can't shoot. The left wing has no knowledge whatsoever of how to survive when they're not sitting in a Starbucks drinking $10 coffees. They have no idea about the reality of life. So I'm actually quite happy that Canada has fallen to leftism. And I'm going to say this because the left wing, now that you got what you wanted, you're not going to survive it. You're not going to like it. Food shortages are coming. They're going to be deliberate. The left wing doesn't know how to go and fend for themselves. The left wing doesn't know how to farm or forage. The left wing barely knows how to steal. The left wing barely knows how to leave their basements because computer screens happen speaking to be of left all wing, they care about. Speaking of left wing, uh, this guy, Peyton Gendron, who was the Buffalo shooter, he in his manifesto, which I read, uh, he talks about eco-fascism. Uh, he uh, used to be a former communist. So, I mean, you know, they're now saying that, you know, people like you, Kevin, people like me, InfoWars, Tucker Carlson, we're to blame for this idiot, this dummy, uh, this this probably incel, probably never fucked anything in his life, excuse the language. Uh, this is, oh, and one more thing, Kevin. Did you know, and this is the last thing I want to talk about before I go on to the next subject. The Buffalo shooter had the same symbol on his shirt as the people, the Azov Battalion in the Ukrainian military carry on their shirt. But we, as Americans and Canadians and Europeans, the West, we give billions of dollars to the Azov Battalion and the Ukrainian military, and we call them heroes. But this guy we're now condemning. Talk about hypocrisy, Kevin. 
the left wing doesn't understand how to create and keep and maintain a cogent argument. They can't even keep their lies straight. Everything about the left is lie, 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 lie some more, then lie about the fact that you lied, then lie about the fact that anyone spoke to you in the first place. That's what they do. They cannot keep their lies straight. Now, there are people out there who are seeing through it, but regrettably in North America, no one's doing anything about it. If you want to see protests, you have to go to Europe. You'll have a million people protesting in the streets of Berlin or Krakow, Warsaw, um, Praha, Prague, any of those. Like, that's where the protests are taking place. Canadians are freaking lazy people. God, you are so damn lazy. None of you are out there fighting for anything. And that's why you've already lost. And when they start fighting, that's so they and, and when the fighting, like when the other side, when the government and the establishment because uh, when, when we start fighting and then the government establishment starts to push back, it's like we run immediately, which yeah. is the part that really frustrates me. We don't yeah. stand our ground. We run. No, we don't. Now, the other thing, too, you mentioned incels, Michael, and, and I don't – this is your show, so you can censor this if you wish. But, no, I don't censor it. Um, there is a, a very serious issue that me and my family are having with one specific incel. This is somebody who happened to have a couple of conversations uh, with my uh, – with my lovely wife and decided to go nuts thinking, Oh my God, she's so hot. I'm going to have a piece of her. Oh. So he's been stalking her and harassing her and so on. Um, and then as I made an announcement, this guy was actually doing so he decides to ramp it up and slander me. I don't care about his particular slander. What I do care about is this guy couldn't get to her. So he began sexually harassing my son. Right? Really? Yeah, and then I find out that this guy has a habit of doing this stuff. Is this the same guy who emailed me that yeah. thing about Kevin has AIDS and this yeah. and that, blah, blah, blah? You got that email about, you know, you're not allowed to be a friend of mine, and he accused yeah. me of having HIV. I hope you're still guy, Kevin. He just said he's sending things to me and probably others saying that you have a disease that you don't have. That's slander, yeah. defamation of character. Yes, it is. Well, he also uh, went out of his way to tell people that apparently I own some kind of a shipping a crate shipping business in Vancouver and that I'm really, really, really wealthy. And that, you know, I survived by at the bottom there uh, getting donations from people that watch the show. Uh, he's, he's stated that I own some like $4 million house, which I don't that I own a shipping company, which I don't that um, I'm, I'm selling drugs, which I don't. He stated that I have HIV, which of course I don't um, and made all kinds of accusations about me having affairs with dozens upon dozens of women. Well, like, I wish I was that studly, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, but it turns out that this incel individual, and if you don't mind, I'm going to show this person. because Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, um, the individual in question has actually been sued multiple times for har criminal harassment, slander, mm -hmm. defamation, libel, the whole nine yards. Um, in Vancouver yeah. right now, he has been sued by a woman uh, because he was – harassing her and when she sued him in his defense like he actually filed a defense where he stated that he didn't like the fact that she was criticizing the backstreet boys so these incels out there they believe that they are god's keepers of everything now yeah. someone emailed me this today on top of last week emailing me the lawsuit where he was sued and on top of that emailing me more information about the other people that he has harassed this guy is nuts Okay, there okay. he is. He goes by the name of Dan Martin, D-A-N-N, -N, also known as Danny Martin, also known as the Hungry Trucker uh, on social media and so on. If you go to his Twitter account, it's just me. All he talks about is me. He's, he's got some kind of boner for me. Um, it's, it's Mike, whenever somebody who has nothing in their lives gets fixated on someone who does, all they can do is cause trouble. Yeah. Well, Dan, you wanted my attention. Now you got it. Are you happy? I, this individual here and individuals like him are the ones that go out shooting people up. Now, let me tell you a bit more about this guy. He stated to me when he joined the, uh, the mayor run, when I was running for mayor of Calgary last year, he wanted to join my team. Stated that he's a professional bodyguard, which we found out he was not. Stated that he was the, the lead bodyguard for Maxime Bernier, who's the leader of the People's Party of Canada. <laughs> All right. And let he's me not. guess. He's not. You called them. I, and called, they said <laughs> I called Maxime Bernier's people. He's not. No one knows who this guy is. Um, on top of all that, he stated that he was the chief financial officer for the, the PPC Party of Canada. 
no one knows who he is. He's not. I spoke to the second in command. He's not. So you get well, these really sick individuals that come out here and do this stuff. This guy was snapping photographs of, of, uh, of the residents and sending them off to my wife saying, Hey, look, I was at your house yesterday. It's yeah. Behavior. Well, you know, Kevin, at the very least, he should be sued for uh, defamation of character. That's why I'm encouraging people to go to kevinjjohnston.ca, donate whatever you got. If you got it, give it, because, you know, justice needs to prevail, and this guy needs to learn that you can't send people that you don't know emails saying that someone else has AIDS without proof and when they don't have it. That's defamation of character. Yeah, you know... I'm so thankful that you phoned me when he sent you that email. I mean, you and I had a good laugh about the fact that everything was misspelled, including the F word. How do you misspell the F word in an email? Really? How? Well, he doesn't look How like do you person. do that? He doesn't but, look like he can tie his own shoes, Kevin. I mean, <laughs> right. Well, this incel guy that we talked about here, and this is, this is a behavior, something that you all need to understand. How do you identify people in society who don't really fit in? I'll go back to this guy's face here. All right. Now, it, the, not all of them are like this, but typically we're talking about guys who are morbidly obese and they tend to want to put on some kind of a show like they are more important than they are. This guy is constantly got a headset with a mouthpiece around on his hat, always wears a military belt and typically has a knife or two on the belt. He's always armed this guy constantly. Um, in order to sleep with my wife, he figured he would do this. He actually called Calgary police and sent them over to the residence on a wellness check saying that uh, I'm a danger. Oh, yeah. So imagine having six cops walking around your, your home, knocking on every window, ringing the doorbell, knocking on the back doors, looking through the windows like this to finally have to say, hey, look, everybody in the house is OK. Leave us alone. Right. But the cops don't go and charge this guy with filing a false police report. That's OK. That's what lawsuits are for. So if anybody can help out, please, it's going to cost about a thousand dollars to prosecute this guy properly. Uh, and I intend to do this properly with not just lawsuits, but with affidavits and with court orders. But each and every piece of paper that I file does cost quite a bit. So uh, and please, yeah. And speaking of uh Lawsuits, I am going to be fighting a ticket that I received, Kevin. So get this. Oh, now, this is this is okay. something, yeah, we talked about it, go but let, let, let's go ahead. Yeah. I got a ticket for $5,000 because I um, went into Canada because I'm a dual citizen, so I go across that border. I went into Canada, my own country, without providing a coronavirus test. However, I was going into Canada, Kevin, for an essential purpose. Now, I'm not gonna say what the essential purpose was. However, I will say that when I spoke to border security before this incident, because I've been crossing this border many, many times since this pandemic, so-called pandemic began, and they all said the reason why you are um, coming here is essential, so you don't need to provide a test. So the other day I cross as usual, Health Canada says, do you have a, a Corona test? I say, no, I'm going in for an essential purpose. And they say, that isn't an essential purpose. Here's a $5,000 ticket. Now, guess what, Kevin? I've got recorded, because I record every voice record every time I cross the border or have anything to do with law enforcement, just so I can have insurance. I There's not only records of me crossing without having a coronavirus test hundreds of times, I also have recordings of them saying I don't need a coronavirus test because I'm going in for an essential purpose. If you're going in for another reason, then you need one. But the reason I say that I'm going in doesn't require one. So this is going to be an easy, I am not paying a penny of this $5,000 ticket. We can take that. We can throw it away. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to court with this. Um, Good. Kevin, what do you got to say about it? Well, first and foremost, um, in Calgary, I have helped seven different people now assemble the appropriate arguments to win in court with these uh, stupid COVID tickets. If you recall, um, last year before I, I was still in Toronto when this happened, actually, this was January of last year, 2021, there was a lovely young lady, she was 36 years old, her and her mother 
were forced to go to a hotel, the Westin Hotel at the airport in Calgary, and they didn't know what to do. So I, I suggested, I said, look, if you want to have some fun, uh, why don't you open your door and film for us? Let's see what the hotel looks like. And they had plastic on the floor. They had plastic on the doors. They had cleaning supplies outside of each door. And I said, well, if you want to go for a run up and down the hallway, we'd like to see that too. So she goes, woohoo, and runs up and down the hallway. Well, about three hours after the show was done, the cops came to her uh, hotel room and gave her a $1,200 ticket. And then we read the disclosure, and the disclosure really was just my show, all right, my show. <laughs> that was the evidence they were using. Um, but there was no evidence, no medical evidence to, to state that there was a pandemic, no evidence to state that there, uh, she was there legally. And they had a security guard who was not on duty at the time filed some evidence, but none of them showed up. Like the cops didn't show, the uh, security guard didn't show, the staff didn't show, nothing. Now, I was a little disappointed. They just threw the ticket out. They just, they tossed it out the door, but we spent like three days building our defense on that. So after I had built that defense for her, and I'm not a lawyer, by the way, I'm just a guy that likes people. Um, I handed that same defense over to six others to use in Calgary saying, this is exactly how you deal with this. And all six of them had their tickets thrown out too. So Calgary, Alberta is just tossing all the COVID tickets out the door because they know they're unconstitutional, uncharterable and completely illegal. Right. Well, you got I, there. Who who gave you the ticket? Was it the border guard or was it? Some it was other some guy? Health Canada dude, some squirmy, squirmy coronavirus Health Canada dude. Okay, I'm looking forward. You got we got to play this right. You know what, man? Let's see the disclosure. So you got to demand disclosure. I want to read what's in there because I think you and I got to do a follow up show to this. Oh, and go through yeah. what's in that ticket. We'll bring Stefanos Karatopis in. He's a a, a legal expert. Yep. And he, he, you and me will go through this and yep. deconstruct the entire argument because yep. I'm talking well, this nonsense too. Oh yeah. And I, I just got to say, you know, my lawyer, who, you know, Kevin, we're going to deal with this, but I mean, you know, lawyers are not cheap and lawyers want to want to eat. They, 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 they do this for a living. It's not charity. So, you know, donate, please. You know, BitChute makes it so easy for you guys to donate. All you have to do is click the dollar sign and you can donate because my PayPal is linked. So if you've got it, please, let's um, let's use our money. We have an inflation, which means we've got an excess of money. Let's not use the money to benefit big corporations. Let's use that money to fight back against this tyranny. And, um, with that being said, Kevin, uh, you have some news that you want to share, and it's yeah, big first news. I'm going to crack something really funny here, if you don't mind. I got a phone call a couple of days ago from a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, he deals with uh, event centers, um, like wedding planning, uh, setting up debates, political debates or otherwise. Calls me up, 7 o'clock in the morning, wakes me up, and and says, hey, like, you want to be in a debate? So, mm -hmm. like, yeah, like, what, what what's the subject matter? He says, well, it's, uh, it's about uh, global warming, climate change. And he was saying that there was a couple of, uh, sorry, three. There was going to be three of these young left-wing climate change, multi-gender disciple idiots debating. And that he said that my name would probably sell the place out. I said, of course it would. Even if I went in there and picked my nose, and that's all I did for an hour, <laughs> those tickets would sell because the left-wing would want to come in there just to get a look at me and give me the finger. And that's all they want to do because, because the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation has told them not to like me, so they don't like me. Now, think for yourselves, punks. But regardless, um, I said, yep, book it. Go ahead. And we put the advertising out for it. This is supposed to be at Lethbridge University, Wednesday, June the 1st, uh, 7 p.m. Calgary time. Uh, they said tickets were going to be 30 bucks. I asked, what's my fee? They, he said 500 bucks. I'm thinking 500 bucks. Hey, like if you speak at an American college or university, it's like 10,000 minimum. Mm -hmm. But that is true. It's like 500 bucks. Yeah, that'll cover my fuel. Maybe I'll get down there and I'll put on a hell of a show. And then before noon, same day, canceled. Why? My name. So they can't debate you? No, well, nobody. The last time I lost a debate, I was something like 23 years old. They know that I'll show up with the science. Um, here, here, here's the basic science. The only way for planet Earth to warm up is for the sun to do it. 
Well, look, look at my poster here. Right? It's not CO2. It's not cows. It's not cars. It's not you. It's nothing. It's not random methane leaking from the ocean or from landfill sites. It's the sun. And I have all the information to back all of that. And they don't want me going in there and shooting down in flames these three, let's call them what they are, babies that are going to cry and say that Al Gore was right. No, Al Gore was wrong. Period. Al Gore said that the place was the place was going to burn over in like what 10, 12 years or something in that video of his. Yeah. Well, remember everybody, they promised us an ice age in 1977. They said that the world was going to be in a new ice age by the year 2000. You know, they promised us that Um, they promised us that acid rain was going to eat our skin right off of our bodies. They promised us that the planet was going to melt by the year 2009. They promised us that the entire planet was going to be underwater by 2015. These are all the promises that they make. And how, why are they breaking every promise? And you see, here's the thing, Kevin. I'm going to be quite honest. I do believe that cutting down trees and having a lot of carbon dioxide is probably not healthy. But I mean, the thing I don't like, and this goes back to all crises, whether it's terrorism, this so-called virus, uh, this shooting, which has just happened, these people love to use incidents to make themselves more powerful, make themselves richer, and take away our rights. Now, if they think that what you are saying, Kevin, is complete rubbish, nonsense, why are they so afraid to have you on there, on the university stage, and Let's say they think they're going to, let's say they think you are completely foolish. Wouldn't it be beneficial to them to make you look foolish in front of a, 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 a big audience? It would be, <laughs> yes, it would be beneficial to them to have me come in there and make the statement that global warming is a hoax, not be able to back it up with anything at all, and then have them show me and the audience that global warming is real. That's what they should do but they can't whenever you censor somebody that is a sign of your weakness, not your strength. And, and if you ever were to read um, my, one of my, well, my favorite author of all time was Christopher Hitchens. If you ever read his book, God is not great, where he talks about the fact that uh, Islam, if you criticize Islam, you're dead. Mm -hmm. And that is not a sign of strength. That is a sign of weakness. And then uh, right after that book came out, there was this massive, um, uh, hoopla, like this big problem that started up in Saudi Arabia, where one of the, the head imams down there stated clearly that apostasy has to remain an Islamic doctrine. Otherwise, everybody would just leave Islam. So if there's no threat of death for leaving Islam called apostasy, then people will just leave en masse. He said that. And then the, the Saudi Arabian government tried to hush all that stuff, right? So when you've got your own scholars telling the truth about this, and then you're trying to hush them up. That is a sign of weakness, not strength, period. Well, Kevin, we're making good time. I'm looking at the clock. It's not even 45 minutes. Um, this is good time. Uh, you said something which kind of, it's, it's, I don't know if it's bad news for me. Uh, what's this big news? Well, and why? Is, um and I announced it today on all of my social media platforms. I made a number of phone calls to some very good friends of mine. We, um, with a very, very heavy heart, I'm not happy about doing this for the record, but it's something that is an absolute necessity in my life and in the lives of my team that's been loyal and with me for years. Uh, the last ever Kevin J. Johnston show is going to be this Thursday. All right, there you go there, everyone. That's the advertising that we put out Thursday, May 19th, 2022, 7 p.m. Calgary time, 9 p.m. Toronto time will be the last Kevin J. Johnston slash Freedom Report show. You can watch it live at freedomreport.ca, kevinjjohnston.ca, noblesavages.me, uh, my Facebook page, which is Mr. Kevin J. Johnston. You know, uh, there's Odyssey. God, there's so many places you can watch it. But it has to come to its final conclusion right now. The amount of violence that's been committed against me and my team, the amount of thefts of our property, 
the the amount of threats we've received from the government in general, the and and not only that, but the amount of prison time, the number of fines, the the number of times the police have assaulted us, the number of times the police have sat outside my home with sound dishes recording my house. Yeah, you know, it is out of control, right? It's out of control. Yeah, they're not going to stop until we're dead. So we have to take a step back. And that's, there's more, there's more reasons why we, uh, we have to um, take the show, make this our last one. And I understand that you're going to be a guest. I will be a guest. Um, Yeah, I will be a guest. Uh, So you're basically just saying, you know what, you've, you've done your bit. Now it's time to enjoy your, your life. Well, more, there's more to, yes, that's partially correct. I have done my bit for King and Country. There, there's no two ways about that. So has Derek Story, who's been with me now since 2018. So has, um, so has Ed Janicek, who's been with me since 2017. So has uh, Rose Clark, who's been our moderator and our mediator uh, on the uh, on the site now for got a year, a year, yeah. a year and a quarter, I think. Uh, there are many others that have been involved with the show. And Stefanos Karatopoulos came on board as a regular about nine months ago. And he's taken a lot of flack for it. We've all taken a lot of flack for it. I don't care about the flack. I don't care about the criticism. I don't care about the insults. I don't care about the middle fingers. I don't care about the mom jokes. Um, you know, I don't even care really so much, Mike, about the uh, the eggs thrown at the house. I don't care about the dead raccoons that were left in my backyard. I mean, that stuff is, that's all penny any stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are a great number of reasons why we've got to bring this show to a conclusion uh, this Thursday, and we will cover every single reason why on Thursday. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you be on board for the last Yeah, you've been on this for a long, long time, Kevin. It has been a long 2016, and, you know, we met around around the time you started doing this. May 2017, I remember. Yeah, May 2017, Rebel Yell. <laughs> um I'm sure that was too. David Menzies, man, those were some times. But you know, I guess good things. I'm gonna tell you, I, I I'm I, I I am I am going to I mean I don't want to say that I'm filling your shoes because that's that's pompous and and, and I don't think I'd fit, you know, those shoes. But I, I, I am going to I and many others are going to continue. Uh I don't scorn you in any way for wanting to step back because you have taken a lot. I mean, you have done more than anybody when it comes to saying what you want to say and being held accountable for it, the consequences of that in this day and age. So I don't blame yeah. you for that. We'll, just, so. we'll call them the illegal consequences forced upon me because yeah. there, there's no reason to be accountable not accountable. Yeah, that was the wrong word. Morally and ethically correct. Um, you and I have had this conversation forever. In fact, I remember when you and I first met, I contacted you to be on my show. Is um, Someone had sent me a link of you talking about me. I'm thinking, you know, that's actually a pretty fair analogy. You came right out and said that I've got the right to say what I say. You don't agree with everything that I say. You and I don't agree on, I'd say, about three out of ten things. doesn't matter. I, I still consider you one of my best friends. And, and it's, again, always a privilege to have you on the same screen with me. Nonetheless, I do recall that you were told by others, don't go on his show. He's a racist. He's a creep. He's going to destroy your life and so on. And you said F you to all of that and came on the show. So for that, you certainly have more balls than every politician in this country. And not only that, before YouTube got rid of my channel, I think my channel actually spiked after I went on your show, which I really do appreciate. And um, I, a lot of people began to know who I was because I went on your show. And that is something else that I greatly appreciate because I'll tell you, I, I was, I've been doing this online stuff since I would say 20, 11. However, when I first started, I really didn't have the momentum. I was just talking about very basic things that were on my mind. It wasn't until 2014 that I really started to pick up the pace. And then mm-hmm. I'd say when I started meeting you is when things really started to, you know, Iran and Nation became a household, not, not 
household, but a, a somewhat of a household name. I mean, you know, so. Yes, um, and I think the majority of your audience is white. Well, go figure. I think that deconstructs the racist argument right there. Well, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, look, I don't mind even the trolls, you know, let them come here. You know, hey, you know actually, Michael, this is where it gets great. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of folks say, Hey, you know, you haven't had that, that guy, that black guy on the show in a while. And of course I know exactly who they're talking about. The second yeah. that comes on. So it, it means that what you say and your demeanor has made an impact. They just don't necessarily associate Michael with your face. But you know, when I remind them, Oh yeah, Michael Arena, then, uh, <laughs> That's the guy, right? So you've obviously, you've made an impact with a great deal of people that uh, watched my show, especially when the show had, uh, well, when my first YouTube channel had over 2 million subscribers, there was a lot of people that liked what you had to say when you came on that channel. Mm -hmm. So uh, obviously you're doing the right thing. Obviously your opinions resonate well with those who like my opinions. Right. And, you know, they've tried to get they've gotten rid of everything. They've gotten rid of my YouTube. They've got rid of my Facebook. They're trying to get rid of my Instagram. But, you know, I'm still here, Kevin. I'm still here and I ain't going nowhere. So yeah, I'm just going to tell you that right now. You have to kill me in order for me to go anywhere. And you know, with that um, I, I actually you and I did a show. It was about a, a full 90 minute show on the N word and mm -hmm. dude, when you came right out at the end and shouted the word nigger, first off, I'm laughing, but remember like Facebook always had the, the happy faces. People could click on laugh and, and happy. Yeah, faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole page filled up with laughter and happy faces. Uh, because it's just a word. It's there's no difference between you saying nigger and saying N word. There really isn't. If you go out in the street right now and you say N word, Right. You'll be killed. You'll be beaten. Because it was on Facebook, I had to say N-word, uh, you know, in, in the text description and on the graphics because you can't use the word nigger for some reason on Facebook. They'll just shut you down. But you said it. And it's not like we're saying it with any pleasure. It's, yeah. it's just, yeah, go ahead. It's, well, you're right. It's a damn word, right? But it, it's, it sucks that our society has become so wimpish, so weak, so childish that we actually can do a 90 minute show on that word and have people tune in just to hear if we're going to say it. How sick has our society become? That one word is worse than the F word. The N word is worse than the F word. My Lord. You know, people say you, you can use the F word now on TV shows, but you can't use the N word. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So folks, Michael's right. It's just a damn word. Like, and here's the thing. And cracker. It's just a, exactly. it's a damn word. That's all it is. Give it no power whatsoever. I mean, uh, here's the thing. Words, it's it's not the word. It's how you use the word. You know, if you're going to be calling people nigger or something like that, you know, or, or you know, that, that that's, that's unacceptable. You get your ass kicked, rightfully so. Um, but just like the word uh, retarded, I mean, now you can't even say that in medical circles. They're actually calling that the R word now. It's it's it, in medical, and that's a medical term. In fact, that, that is in some psychiatrists still use it when they're um, doing a report on a patient that they've seen. Mental retardation. It's it's a medical word, but it's how people use it. And now you've got the establishment saying, "Oh, well, because someone used it in this way, now no one's allowed to say it anymore." We have to make ourselves look stupid and say R word, N word, F word, S word, this word, this word. Make ourselves look childish like we're in some daycare or something like that. Oh, yeah, boy. well, how long before we have to change the word fire retardant? Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure you probably can't use that anyway. Retard yeah. something means to hold it back is really what it means. Honestly, so, I wouldn't be surprised if you get in Sorry to cut you off that, but there's a sentence I cooked up. It was retardo the retards, retarded retardant, retarded retardo. Now, that particular sentence, if you pay attention to it, is that a guy's name is retardo and he has a retarded retardant that retarded him. Essentially, what it means is there's a guy's name and something's holding him back. That's all that sentence means. But when I actually uttered that sentence on one of my live shows, people went nuts. They were angry. 
the hell's the matter with all of you people? Don't you understand? I'm playing with you. We're trying to get the reaction and you're giving it to us, but we're not trying to get the reaction because like you're going, tee -hee -hee, I made him angry. We're trying to get the reaction to make the point to all of you who put so much stock in words that you shouldn't. No, it's time to grow up. The reason yeah. that I go to bed smiling every night is because words do not affect me in any way whatsoever. I appreciate language as a technology, which it is. And words are powerful when you're able to get them into someone else's head and they understand you. They are there to get an idea that's up here into someone else's head so the two of you can find some common ground or determine if you don't like each other. That's also fine. Mm -hmm. But to give them the amount of power over you and your own emotions that you do is not morally wrong, but certainly self-destructively wrong. Michael, go ahead. Honestly, I think you couldn't have said it better. Um, it's, it's true. We let words... Um, have a lot of, I'll put it this way, the fact that we can't speak properly in this day and age is problematic. Mm -hmm. Kevin, um, we're reaching about an hour, so any last words? Well, most certainly. Um, I'm going to, I'm not regretful that I've got to shut my show down, but I am resentful of every single reason that's led up to this decision. And the resentment that I have stems from the fact that there has been copious amounts of government money put into silencing me. In the city of Mississauga, which is to the west of Toronto, that's my hometown, where I placed second in the mayor race, the mayor, her name is Bonnie Crombie, she is a member of the Muslim Brotherhood, for the record, a terrorist organization. Um, she has spent more than $2 million of taxpayers' money just to hurt me, to get me tickets, to get me fines, to get me arrested, to get me harassed. $2 million. The Calgary police, two time zones away, in May of last year, followed me for two days with a helicopter and a telescopic lens on their camera just to take photographs of me shaking hands with people while not wearing a mask during a non-pandemic. Now think about how much money that is. Helicopters require one hour of maintenance for every hour of flight time that they have. You know, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars just to see what I'm doing. Every police force in Canada watches my show all of the time. They, they go through it. They'll play it back. They have officers who watch my show taking notes on a minute-by-minute -minute basis, looking to see if I say anything that's hurtful to someone's feelings, looking for sedition, looking for criminal harassment, looking for racism. It's crazy to think that I, standing five foot six with all this lovely gray hair up top here, weighing in at 200 pounds, as you can see, there's some fat in my face right now, is that big of a threat to this country that they're willing to spend millions of dollars we have actually estimated, Michael, that it's worth more than five million bucks, how much money's been spent to try to keep me from speaking. Think wow. about that. How many people would that feed? How, since they seem to care so much about race, how many homeless black people would that feed? How many homeless natives would that feed? How many people could that educate? How many, I don't know, how many condoms could that get for those who have HIV that want to engage in sex acts? Like, think about where the money could be spent. And where it's not being spent, but where it's being spent instead to keep guys like you and I down. Mm -hmm. It's a sick time that we're in, Michael. But well, anyway, whatever it is, I'm going to be enjoying a lot more time with the, my friends that I like, the, my true friends and my family and those that I deeply care about. They're going to get a whole lot more of my attention and my time. They're certainly going to get a lot more uh, time in restaurants eating chicken wings with me than uh, than ever before. And I'm going to get a lot more time to finish writing my books. There, there's a number of books that I'm working on and we'll cover that later, but I'm going to have time to finish my personal projects Yeah, because it takes a full nine hours a day to put together my show only to have nothing come of it because we're being harassed, stolen from, needled. We have incels like this maniac here sexually harassing my wife and my son yeah, you know, it's it's time for a bit of a break. 
That's all. But Kevin, you deserve a break, and no one's going to begrudge you of that. We will take your place here at the Arena Nation. I know you're gonna you're, you're gonna take up the uh, the mantle. I know that, and you and I one day are going to have a glass of wine together on a beach in some really, really, really hot country somewhere where I can get cooked a little bit and look more like you. <laughs> well, you know what? You're gonna, um, you're gonna, you've you've already cooked yourself on the inside. Uh, been to jail so many times. All the police harassment. The inside is, is a T. Now we got to work on the outside. You are exactly I'll right. Be as beautiful as you one day, my friend. I will. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get that to happen. I suggest maybe uh, Congo or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> we will we will pick that one in private at a later time. Thanks, pal. Great to see right. you again. Take care, Kevin. Take care.